All right, we're live. All right, so I need to do the whole thing. Go to MJ's. Yeah, well, we're just live everywhere. So just be quick about it. Make sure we don't double. Oh, I love that I've got my blue blockers. This is absurd. Sorry for everyone listening to us on audio. We'll be there in a couple of seconds. Oh, it says something went wrong. No, nothing's gone wrong. We're just waiting for you to hurry up so we can start the podcast. We've already got four people watching. Yes. Jono Simnet. Hey, Jono. If, uh, if you're on Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, and you comment, we can see you. Uh, if you're in our community, if you're in the Brotherhood group, uh, we can't see your name. Uh, so just when you comment, please say your name in your comment if you're in Brotherhood. Otherwise, if you're on just our normal Facebook page, if you're out there on YouTube, uh, we do know who you are. So by all means, say hello. Uh, Brad, couldn't agree with you more. Uh, he's uh, he's fully lost it. I've so lost it, man. Everyone's talking. Are you are you done, dude? Can we fucking start the podcast? It's hey, seven oh one. Every single time I share now, man, it. Okay, look, you're just gonna have to leave your page behind. I love my page. Come on, come on, eyes on the prize. Why is it so easy for right. you to do these things? Because I'm awesome with technology. Uh, he's uh, dude. Now we're listening to us talk back to the podcast. Come on, Mister. I'm nearly as good as you as technology. Do you remember when you said that, dude? I'm feeling all this pressure right, right. now. All and right. How about I just start the podcast and you can catch up? Can you can you actually just start? Because right. hello I... everyone, this is the uh, KYD podcast with MJ Fitzpatrick <laughs> uh, and and not Jono Franz. Hey, dude, um, people got triggered last time. That yeah, happened, by the way. People can keep getting triggered. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be here with all of you. Uh, my colleague and co-host uh, and comrade is just battling through some technology issues. Oh, I got it. Oh, there we go. He's we've now arrived. It's, uh, it's certainly a pleasure to be here with all of you. Please give us a shout out on Facebook uh, or YouTube if you're there. Hello, Mr. Lee. Uh, hello, uh, Ruben. Hey, Meg. The Meg, not Megan. It's, uh, it's awesome to see you all. Jono, how are you? Right. Dude, I am. Um... Oh, I got it. Oh. Doesn't sound like you've got it. All right. No, no, no. I'm good. Hey, dude, I don't like how we have to, I have to race to, to do this shit, by the way. It feels very, I feel very um, like nervous and it's like there's lots of pressure. Okay. Yeah, I, I would like to, I would like to reorganize a way to stop that because it's actually like very not okay for me. Okay, great. Sounds yeah. good. And you, you also making it worse as well does not help. Okay, great. The yeah. best, you know, the best way to make it all better. What's that? Be better at technology but it's like i'm racing against time it's like we're yeah, live because we're live you literally are racing against time we have people here that want to hear us talk i'm not making it any better am can I? you can you just tell me uh what the people are saying about my blue blockers tonight uh they're just saying they're very rude no they're not rude okay that's Come what brad on. said all right jonathan we need to get to the substance we yeah let, you, know the, you know what the substance? I mean, we can you know what the substance is going to be for tonight? Can somebody give me some research articles on blue blockers? They are effective and they they are true. Great. MJ Fitzpatrick believes not. Don't believe not. Just believe, hey, it's very hard to know things. All right, man. All right. 
Hey, guys. You know, you know, just on this point, a great place to start. You know, the theory of gravity that Isaac Newton built, right? Which is what got us to the moon. You know, that was mostly right until it was wrong. Right? It's like every scientific theory has areas where it's not right. It's yeah, such I know, hard to know things. This is what you hold on to. What, that it's really hard to know things scientifically? No, that, no, not that. You just hold on to, are you really sure that that does what it does? Yeah. And that's a really good thing to think about the world. Yeah, I know, but it also feels like a filter that's just in the way. But what is it in the way of? Let's assume it is a filter. What is it in the way of? There's an element of control, which I'll grant, and I'm okay. Control, and then yeah. also it feels like belief as well. Like when I'm like, hey, man, these blue blockers are great. And like, I slept awesome last night. Hmm. And and then and then you comment saying, you know, the blue light can come by his skin, which I didn't know. Yeah. Um, and I still don't know how that makes a difference to the eyes. And I said, but it really feels like effective for my eyes. And you're like, I yeah. don't know if it's placebo or not. Yeah. And, and I just feel that there's always... Like, it's like you want the hard evidence. And even with the hard evidence, you're also questioning. Yeah, but so two things here. One, I think there's some human animal for me here around a control piece for sure. But mm -hmm. I think, uh, I don't think there's as much as, I don't think there's as much here as you think there is. I actually think some of this is bouncing up against your need for certainty. Because I'm very comfortable being very uncertain about things and i would prefer to be uncertain about things than be certain about the wrong things mm. and i think because i agree i can feel that like when the blue blockers came in there was a part of my ego which wanted to show like i know more than you and i fully like i felt that i was like oh that's interesting um so i fully that's 100 percent there um i i think there is a small component of control but i i don't think the control is as big as you you feel um that's just my interpretation of me um but I also think you're very quick to be like, you're, I think the piece that's missing in here is like, I've, I've spent a long time learning about science. And I think one of the most important things in any scientific endeavor is to just realize just how hard it is to know anything for sure. Mm. And so whenever anyone's talking with certainty, especially when they're talking with certainty about science, I'm like, well, Let's just all have a big deep breath right here. And let's start with, we don't know, but we think. Because I think it's very easy to get co-opted into believing bullshit because someone says there's science behind it, right? Just like there was science that showed that cigarettes work. And I'm not saying blue blockers are cigarettes. That's not what I'm saying. And so I think I have a healthy respect for how easy it is to fool people, including me. Like that, that's just very easy. And I'm always conscious, like I could like, no, there's a capacity for me to be fooled here. There's like a great Richard Feynman quote, which is like, you're, you know, you must not make sure you fool people and you're the easiest person to fool or something like that. I don't know the quote exactly. So I think that's the human spirit side of it. And I think there is a bit of human animal side of it, um, which I'm happy to like let go of for sure. Yeah, I think what I'm coming up against is that I've felt it before and I've, I've made that mean that it's hard to even say that I feel certain about something when i'm around you mm. it's like hey man i did this thing and it really worked and there's always some level of of questioning not so much pushback but more questioning yeah than anything and, and i look at the questioning as like you probing me in a way that what you're saying could be wrong yeah and it that's what you're saying well 
so there's so many things here. This is awesome to see for people to see, like, I wouldn't even label what we're saying right now as a disagreement, but like we did have differing opinions and this is us investigating. We're trying to find truth together. Yes. Um, and we're both in a conversation where we're both taking responsibility for our emotions and we're both happy to voice and like put our emotions on the table. And I think this is, I've wanted to do this for a while. Like it's so awesome for people to see this as an example of this is what communication, especially between males, but even in a relationship, like in an intimate relationship, because mm -hmm. if we didn't, if we hadn't have done the work and we're not inside a relationship with the commitment to take responsibility right now, you and I are triggered. Yeah. Right? I'm like, fuck you. Right you fucking dumb oaf and you're like fuck you you fucking arrogant piece of shit do you know what I mean like that's where we both be well that but that's where we could have been for that's sure that's where we could have been 100 yeah. yeah but it's like no let's put that down let's just be in the space so i think there's and this is because we've come up against this before i i i view the i view being a teacher with such massive responsibility like i just i feel like to have the audacity to think that I can give people advice on how to live their life is so like just fucking insane for me to think that like that I would know anything at all. The audacity to think that I know anything at all, first of all, and then second of all, the audacity to think that I could know something about other people that maybe they don't know. And then thirdly, the audacity to then tell them in a way where when they tell me that that's not true, I'm like, no, it actually is true. I view that as such a big responsibility that I'm like very, very cautious about picking up a position of being like, this is definitely true. Cause I want to be in a world where I'm like, if I get 1,500, 5 million people to believe this same thing, it's really important that it's true. Cause if it's not true, it is going to have an impact on their life. Right. So that's definitely here. The second thing that's here is like some of the conversations that we have, like, I'm just in the world of that. This is just definitely false. And I think the, the best example is the horoscopes. When you're yeah. like, hey man, are you sure there's nothing up to horoscopes? I'm like, yes. Yeah. And that's like a full stop because we can have the conversation, but I'm just and like, it did there isn't good. anything there. And we it can did, yeah, we can prove that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it did feel good to have that conversation as well with the, yeah. with the horoscopes. Because even though and I haven't looked into the evidence, even though you're saying like scientifically, then it's not proven like, yeah. that, you know, you can be born in a certain time of the year and your qualities and your traits are dependent or, or reflect uh, your star sign. Yeah. Which just wouldn't, which just wouldn't, I would, yeah. it'd be cool to get somebody on that knows a fuckload about horoscopes. No, it wouldn't. That's, a, that's a waste of your time and my time. Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Why would we do that? That's the, that's the silliest thing of all time. So the, would, the evidence would, that you get, you go on. No, well, it's because there's, there's things that we know that are definitely not true because we can prove them that they're not true, right? And horoscopes is one of them. Like there's just, there isn't a single shred of evidence that they're true at all in any way. Like so there's why just, do, just why, do, why do people grasp on to? Well, this is the is. bit. Why do people grasp onto things that are not true and use them in their life? And that's a fantastic question to ask yourself, right? And this is a question like, this is why what you just said, this is why I'm so careful before I say, I'm pretty sure this is what's happening. Cause like, think of like, we're in spaces in facilitation where I fucking definitely know what's happening. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is what's happening. Do you know what I mean? Cause it's always like, 
you know, you see this when you when you hear great investors or great like Peter Thiel is a great example of this, or Mark Andreessen, or Elon Musk, like, or even Howard Marks, like any of these massive investors, they're all obsessed with figuring out what's true, right? Because that's like the, the master skill of life. If you know what's true and other people don't know that's true, you have a competitive advantage, mm-hmm. right? If you know that it's going to rain tomorrow and everyone else thinks it's not going to rain, you have a competitive advantage if you're trying to figure out when's the best time to put your seeds out or whatever it is, right? So it's very difficult to know what's true. And so... That's why I'm always starting from the position of like, I definitely don't know what I'm talking about. And within all of that, that's also why you and I can talk about truth in the way that we do. Cause mm. it's like the truth that we talk about, it's like, I've tried to prove everything else and I couldn't disprove this. Therefore it's at least not untrue. So it's likely that it's true. Right? And, and so like, that's always my starting position. And that's the human spirit part of it. And then there is a human animal part of it around like, not, not, I think fear of judgment and like fear of, cause a lot of, a lot of the stuff that I went through as a teen, you know, being rejected and being bullied and all, and like not being on the hierarchy and, and all that sort of stuff. It, it always came back to how other people perceive me. Right. And so I'm very worried about how other people perceive me. And part of what my teen is and part of him, part of his fear is how are people going to judge the people around me? And so if I'm around people who believe a bunch of whack shit, and then other people who are further up on the hierarchy to me then judge them and then judge me for that. I'm like, I'm unsafe. So that's the, that's the human animal part of it that comes out and it's like, Hey man, I need to keep you safe. So um, just to go back on, you know, why people grasp onto things like horoscopes. Um, it, it, it feels like for me, at least that there's a internal belief that what I'm reading or what I'm following feels true to me. Yes. Now yeah, and that and that something feeling true to you, and see this is why this is so difficult, right? Yes, because how do you test whether or not what you're saying is true? And in some instances, what you feel to be true is the truth. Yeah, right. Like a lot of our work is well, what do you feel? What do you feel? What do you feel? Great, but that that same method of proof, right? Of how do you feel? in other areas is almost definitely going to make you like wrong. Mm. Does that make sense? It's like the same thing that you use to tell yourself that horoscope is true is the same thing that you can use to like discover whether or not you're angry or sad about what happened to you 20 years ago when you were a little boy. It's or, the same yeah, or believing in a religion, believing in faith, sure. having faith. Yeah. Believing in religion, having faith. Cause it's like, it's so the, the idea of how to figure out what's true or not is so complicated. And I think the piece that if I put the human animal spirit beside, I think the piece that I feel in you is you're so quick to rush to it's true. And I'm like, let's hold our horses here. Right? Like let's, Hey man, if this is true, this is true. Great. But like, let's do the work to really know what we're saying is true. Cause for example, like in a hundred years, most of what we're talking about is probably going to be false. Do you know what I mean? Like a significant portion of what I talk about now, like in five years time, I might not fully believe. I think core components of it will never change, but like the, the, uh, our theory and our work moves so quickly that six months ago, I filmed a program and I have to refilm it. Mm. Right now, some parts of it are still true, but significant parts of it, I'm like, that's not the best way to explain that. That's actually... Like, that's not the bit. It's actually deeper than this. It's like more curved than this. It's like, well, what happens if you do that over a hundred years? 
It's like how much of what you and I think right now to be true is still going to be true. And so then it's like, well, maybe everything that we believe isn't true. And it's like, well, that's not a very helpful way to live life. And it's like, well, okay, great. But maybe I've just got to be very cautious when I'm saying I think something's true or false. Because at the end of the day, I have no fucking clue. Let me just go out there. And there's a great quote that says, you should have strong positions weekly held. And I think that's so great, right? It's like- Say that again for me. Have strong positions weekly held. So okay. like really believe the things that you believe, but be willing to change them when you get shown more compelling evidence. And to be able to have a perspective on something and then change it without emotion, that's actually something I've been working on for a long time mm -hmm. because when you talk and hear, like he, there's a great podcast with Eric Weinstein and Peter Thiel, who are two of the most smart, two of the smartest people on the planet, both wildly successful. One of them's a billionaire, right? The other one's like a fucking math genius. Like, and all they're doing is like, here's what I think, what do you think? And then they battle and then they don't care who wins or who loses. Mm. And I just think, as I like that. I, I picked that up from you a lot with our, you know, our altercations in the past. So even whatever comes in the future, it feels like I'm, I'm dropping more and more of, I need to be right in this situation. Yes. And I'm, I'm disassociating from the emotions that I'm feeling. Yeah. And uh, it's so hard. It's very so difficult. fucking hard. Very difficult. Cause it's like, and, and the attachment to being right is the attachment to certainty and the attachment to certainty is what keeps us safe. It's like you're fighting against so much of your wiring, which is let me have a very simple framework of the world. Let me think inside the cave is safe. In the jungle is scary. Let me stay in the cave. Don't need to explore any more than that. Like yeah. That's what, that's that, that's that human animal wiring. It's so hard to like push, put that to the side to be able to be with conversations, but it's such a superpower. It's it such is, a superpower it, it when you can just explain your perspective unemotionally, interchange your perspective, like, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to still keep dancing here with um, when and hor horoscopes is a, is a great example to use just in my own life. Yeah, that I've grasped onto that spiritual feeling of when I'm reading something, when I'm reading my horoscope, when I'm reading, um, you know, you know, those spiritual cards, sometimes you like people yeah. and you can draw meaning out of that. Sure, you can draw meaning like out of 100%. 100% and you can confirm that it's true very easily. So very easily. Because we have we were having a different discussion about the horoscopes. You were having a very black and white scientific discussion around yes. these like, it's proven that horoscopes don't determine your personality. Oh, it's just it's, it's, they, they're false. But that doesn't mean they can't be made to come true. What do you mean made to come true? Well, you can read your horoscope in the morning and your horoscope can say, you're going to have a difficult conversation today. And then that goes into your brain and you're looking for the difficult conversation. And so then, you know, your reticular activating system gets activated. You start searching for the difficult conversation. And that has a 3% difference on how you have the conversations that you have. And that 3% difference interacts with the probability of you interacting with your husband. And all of a sudden you guys have a fucking fight where you normally wouldn't have had a fight because you come in looking for the difficult conversation. And so in that way, you've proved the horoscope true. Yes, yes. I, um, I, I understand what you were saying and I really get the scientific part of, of that and what I was coming up against and what I was, uh, when I instantly got into the argument with you, I felt like you, it was a direct attack on me saying, well, when I read my horoscope, there's parts of me that feel like I'm drawing, drawing meaning from it. Mm. 
Which and, isn't what you said, but and, yeah. No, 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 definitely. That's not what I said at all. Yeah. Um, and that, that makes me feel like something is true. Yeah. Me. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, and I'm not like, this is why it's so important to know how your brain builds reality, right? Like yes. confirmation bias is one of, if not the most important concepts that you just need to know in your life. It's like, once you have a hypothesis about the world, your brain will actively look to prove it. And it will feel, and this is the kicker, it will filter out information that disproves it, right? It's like, you know, it's like, let's say you feel like you can't trust your partner. They can say to you, like, I'm trustworthy and you won't even hear them. Your brain just filters that out. Mm. It just sees all the evidence of where they're not, they're not trustworthy. Mm -hmm. But it's like, this is why conspiracy theories work. Because you can believe that the world is flat and all of the evidence that people show you because you're so emotionally fixated to that hypothesis, your brain just filters it out. It just focuses on the fact that it gets itself into a position where it can't prove what it's saying. And so it can always find a way for it to be true. Right. And so it's like, this is why it's so important to understand, okay, I, when I pick up the data of the universe, I'm not looking at it with a clean microscope, right? My microscope's filtered. Right, my microscope's red, and some of the text in the in the uh, in the data is red, and so I'm naturally going to look at some data. Now that doesn't mean the data is not true, but it also doesn't mean it is true. And so, how do I not quit the game and just fucking give up because it's too hard to find truth? Yeah. How do I not do that? But then, how do I also find what's true in the world, and then be able to pitch and catch with what's true and like not get so caught up in it? It's so fucking hard. Uh -huh. Right, But it's also why you and I can be in a world where when we work with people, we can say, this isn't our perspective because it's none of this is our perspective. Do you know what I mean? Like we've just- It's just, it's just what we're feeling really. No, no. I mean like- uh, I'm a bit confused with what we just- What said. we teach people about how to be themselves. Uh -huh. It's not our opinion. It's what works. It, it's not even that it's what works. It's what's true. Right. This is why we always talk about the distinction between the truth and our truth. Right. It's like what we teach is the way it's not, it's, I didn't invent it. I didn't find it. Like, mm. like it, it doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter how you want to reach a place within yourself where you are creating meaning and joy, whatever, however you want to define it. There are certain truths that you are going to have to interact with to reach that place. Right. Like if you want to find your purpose, there are certain things you're going to have to do to find your purpose. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, a 27 year old Indian woman with, a, who, you know, you're a single mother or you're a 55 year old, you know, billionaire in the U S it doesn't matter. Yeah, there are certain things you're going to have to do. There are paths you're going to have to walk down. It's like, well, what if we could just find those paths and take everything else away? And that's mm -hmm. like the truth. Mm. That's what we've managed to create. So yeah, like I think what could be so cool for people to take away from all of this is number one, to see what, like two people who are friends and respect each other and love each other. Also, maybe most importantly, take responsibility for their shit can be in a conversation and dance with it. And then also like, wow, it's so important to do the hard work to really see what's true. Or not. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very difficult. Um, and I've learned to put more and more of my stuff down than so hard. It's very difficult. Oh. It has helped. Like, even when you just said, because there was a part of me when you were saying, oh, it could be placebo. 
I, I, there was a part of me that was like, no, it's not. Mm. And that just to get this right, that's my brain uh, feeling what, what's happening there? Well, you tell me, but it's like, why is your brain so attached to that? Yeah, it's attached for you to know that what I'm doing works, that these right. blue blockers work. And when yes. you kind of say, hey, man, like it's well, it could be placebo, yes. oh, there's a part of me that's like, no, 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 this is like scientifically proven. Yes, it's there's a part of your brain which is attached to being right. Fuck and of course, hey. because if you're right, you're safe, right? Like if you're, if, like I don't, I can't remember the research on this, but where I learned this from, but there's such a tight evolutionary link between like not want to be get, we don't want to be taken advantage of. And so yeah. we assume that we're right. And it's like, hey man, there's a tiger in the forest. And you're like, and someone else tells you, no, they're not. Like, you're not going to listen to them because it's safer to assume. It's always safer to assume the worst. It's always safer to assume that there is a tiger in every forest and every stick is a snake. Like your brain's wired that way because you're actually going to survive a higher number of life cycles doing that than you will like always looking, like even to just see if there's a snake or not, just to shoot and then run. Mm. Right? And so our brain's wired through this and for this in a very deep way, right? It's like why it's why it's uh, all of the news is so negative. It's because we're addicted to negative news. Yeah. Right. And again, that comes back to, we are an animal in a world with an embodied being. Like we don't come pre-wired where we just have a clean filter and we can say whatever we want to say. We're addicted, we're addicted to negative news because uh, somewhere along the path of evolution that, that activates this sense of fear, this sense of, um, well, we I'll give you an example. Let, let's say, let's say you're sitting in a forest and someone gives you three pieces of news. Uh, we have more horses than we've ever had. Uh, the stream is full of clean water and we saw a snake yesterday. And it was underneath your bed. Which one of those is more important to remember? Snake. Exactly. Yeah. And everyone who didn't care about the snake, they died. Right. This is the thing to understand about evolution is it's like it's testing. And so oh, it'll yeah. test, it'll test a group of people, right? Or, or, or a, a tribe of humans or an individual, whatever it is. Like this is over a long time, but it's like, one group of humans doesn't give a shit about bad news. The other group of humans does give a shit about bad news. Over a million you know, years, who survives? Mm. Right? And it's doing this like, yeah. it's been doing this for billions of years. So when, when we hear negative news, it, it, I'm asking like, why? Is it a matter of like life or death? Like well, we it's, just, it's just a matter of like, this is why you know, we talk about the three problems you face as a human being. The second one is that you're a human being. Like we're an ape. We like, we, we come with software. It's like when you buy your laptop, you don't just get, turn the laptop on and it's just a black screen it shows up with for you to code. It's like, it shows up as Apple, right? And it shows up as with, you know, Safari and whatever the other shitty programs that Apple uses, right? But if you get a far superior and better Windows computer, it shows up with a different operating system. And there are things that I can do in Windows that you can't do in Apple and vice versa, mm. right? And so it's like, you don't have an infinite set of options available to you. You have a set of options that have been dictated to you by your environment and by nature, right? It's why if I asked you visualize a million apples, you can't do it. 
because you, we weren't evolved to be able to think about things in sets of millions, right? It's why if I said, hey man, look at X-ray vision, you couldn't because we didn't evolve to be able to need to see things. There were no predators that could only be seen in X-ray vision. And so we didn't need to evolve that, mm. right? It's like, hey man, I need you to be able to like use sound to echolocate. We didn't have to do that, right? We didn't grow up in the darkness like bats did. And so like they need to be able to have a different mechanism other than sight to be able to exist in their world. It's like, we come like prepackaged. Do you know what I mean? And so when we're looking at negative news, we're not seeing negative news. We're seeing these are the things that might kill me. I must remember them. These are the things that could happen to me. Yeah. These are the things that could happen to me. I must remember them. And so we just get stuck. And we also live in a world where social media is deliberately and specifically designed to activate that circuit and keep you in that circuit for as long as possible. Cause then you're going to keep coming back and checking the fee. Fuck. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. I, like, cause I, I can see my dad watches the news a lot and, and, uh, and most, I can see like the worry, the internal worry that oh, it, yeah. it puts within. Dude, I can't even watch the ads for the news. That's too much for me. Because the ads for the news, and it's almost comical because I don't have a TV. Yeah, the worse, I think. The ads are like, it's like fire, triple murder, you know, uh, economy collapsing, plague coming, fire, ambulance, channel, channel nine. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Right? That's what you're going to tell me about society. But then everything's shit. Right? And, and, yeah. and the, 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 the defense behind that is but don't you want to know what's going on in the world? But no, because it's not going to impact me. That's, that's, that's a tough one. Yeah. But well, how is someone, how is a triple murder that happened in that's, no, I, I, I'm, I'm hundred percent agreeing with you. Yeah, I'm it's like, crazy. That is something that I've come up against. Uh, and it's also something for me to drop. It's not something that I need to go and investigate towards, no. but um a lot of people, a lot of people want to be informed. Yeah, feel but, like but it's not that they want to be informed. A lot of people's human animal wants to be informed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they haven't made a conscious decision. It's just normal. Right? And this happens everywhere. It's like, people are like, where the fuck's your TV? Yeah, I don't know. Why don't you have a TV? And I'm like, why do you have a TV? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't, I'm not the weird one here, right? It's like, you know, people, some people like to call, like your brother called me weird once. I'm like, dude, I'm not weird. You're fucking normal, right? <laughs> it's like, it's such a different way to think about things. It's like, well, yes, a lot of the things that we figured out over the, you know, thousands of years building a civilization were very good for us to figure out. But a lot of the things are just silly. I was reading a, uh, I was, re someone put me onto the book, uh, Why We Sleep. And I just read it, was watching a, uh, a YouTube recap of it. He mentions Blue Blockers, by the way. You'd be very proud of yourself. Uh, and um, he mentions this study that uh, for 30% of couples don't share the same bed. And of the 70% of couples who do share the same bed, 30 to 40% of them admit to regularly waking up somewhere else than where they slept. Right. So that means of the people who share beds, only 30 to 40% of them, wow. it's actually beneficial. Wow. For the other 70% of people, it's terrible for you to sleep in the same bed, but I'm the weird one because mm. we sleep in different beds. You don't have a good relationship. Oh, dude, my mom, my mom and dad were up here last weekend. Taylor and I had to share the same bed for two nights. Never again. Really? Dude, no fuck. I, 
like, you, do you know what a death roll is? Uh, what a crocodile you, does? So when a crocodile bites you, it'll bite okay. your arm and then it spins really quickly to rip your arm out of its socket and drag you underwater. That's what I sleep. I have a king bed, right? Like that's that's what sleeping next to my wonderful fiance is like. Taylor's a crocodile that does death Taylor, rolls. Yeah, literally. It's like, dude, one time we woke up and I woke up, I was facing the wall, like on the side of the bed next to the wall, like this far away from the wall. Her knee was in my back, right? <laughs> And she had all of the doona and the pillow that I had had between my legs, she was cuddling. Wow. And I was just like, this really is really asserting her dominance. She's constantly. Yeah. 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 We know yeah, who the real know, man is. Yeah, yeah. We know who the real alpha is. Yeah. The real alpha. Yeah. That's a better way of saying it. Yeah. The real alpha fully. <laughs> Crazy. Um, la, la, last thing. Uh, Cause I'm, I'm interested in learning here for next time um when we get to a conversation where i can feel the energy of i need to prove that i'm right mm. uh what is what is something that i can do what is something that you know how how else could that conversation go about the blue blockers like what well, i just think i think what we did is great yeah yeah it's just to do this yeah yeah because it, it, it like i could feel the i felt the human animal part around the blue blockers thing for me Mm. I could feel that. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And I'm happy we came back and investigated it. Otherwise it would have just like, it wasn't strong enough triggering that I would have paid attention to it. Or I had a, some part of my brain, which is saying, don't go look at that. Mm. Um, but it is like, it's, it's something that I'm looking at at the moment. How like, yeah, tr not getting overly fixated on what I think we should do. Because there are parts in my life where what I think we should do, we should definitely do that, right? Facilitation, for example. Like if I'm like, hey guys, we need to go this way. Even if everyone else in the world is saying, go, don't, don't go that way, it's very important that I go that way. And so it's really important for me to be able to very comfortably be okay with a bunch of people telling me I shouldn't do something and I do it anyway. That's very important. But it's also like, you know, if Taylor's like, hey, I want to have steak for dinner and I'm like, no, I really want to have Thai food. It's like, if there's no real reason for me to want Thai food other than steak, it shouldn't be that difficult for me to just be like, cool, let's just have steak. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So that's something that I'm being conscious of at the moment. Like, why well, do there are some areas of my life where it's very important that I'm like, not, nah, I don't care if you say we shouldn't do it. We need to go this way. But there are a lot of other areas of my life where it doesn't need to be like that. So how can I like just be able to let go of things? Mm. And it's constant, man. Oh yeah. I so actually... Here's the real question. What a, what star sign are you? And B, are you going to read your horoscope tomorrow? Nah, I haven't read my, hor my horoscope since we had that conversation. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm really sorry. Do you want me to read? Do you, so the reason that we know horoscopes aren't true is they did a study where they showed, they wrote a paragraph of, let me just see if I can find the paragraph for you, actually. Yeah, because, and it wasn't something that I was doing every day, like, but I, I enjoy uh, looking outward sometimes and, and yeah. drawing meaning of certain things. Uh, like uh, there's something here where these have been really fucking kick-ass. Um, I don't know what that is. They're called the Wild Unknown Animal Spirit Cards, and uh, dude, I don't, I can't, we can't have this on on our company's podcast. No, dude, company. just just chill. No, just like don't see. You're freaking. You're freaking okay. out. You're freaking. Okay. Basically, I'm, just to, I'm you'll just have to talk to the people. I'm just trying to find this thing. You find what you need to find, sir. 
Oh, it's so hard to sit to find. I don't think I can find it, but basically there's a, a statement, a paragraph that some psychologists wrote um, okay. that, describe, that describes a personality. And they ask you how many out of five, from zero to five, how, how many uh, would you say this accurately describes you? Right, so zero, this doesn't describe me at all. Five, this is who I am for sure. The average of all of the participants, what do you think it was? Three. 4.2 out of five which means over 80% of people read a paragraph and said that describes me very well. Yeah, yeah. And that's how you're like, you can look at something like horoscope. Dude, I can't believe you had like tarot cards. No, no, these aren't tarot cards, man. These are uh, the, like, these are awesome, by the way. Uh, but, but here's the bit. Yeah. Here's the bit in all of this that no one talks about. Like the spiritual realm is real. And this is so important because it's like we're ragging on horoscopes and your tarot cards and like, and, and all of this stuff. But- it's like there are also things which are true that we cannot prove and we can prove that there are things that which are true that we cannot prove and again that comes from math that's not some woo-woo person like figuring mm. that out and so again this comes back to truth man it's like like i have i have spiritual beliefs around the world you have spiritual beliefs around the world and that's because there are there is a spiritual dimension to life and there are a lot of different ways that you can show that that's true you just can't use science to prove it but just because you can't prove something scientifically doesn't necessarily mean that it isn't true. It also doesn't necessarily mean that it is true. Do you mm. know what I mean? It's like, it's really fucking complicated. And so the other piece in here that we don't want to throw away is like, you can't just get so focused on black and white science to prove your worldview that that's the only tool you use because you'll just miss things. Yeah, for sure. Right. If you're, if you're stuck, if you're stuck in the, uh, and we meet a lot of men who are like this, if you're stuck in the, if there's no evidence for it, I won't, I won't believe it's true. You're in the ultimate form of prey mode because you're not even willing to leave the cave unless you know for certain that there's nothing yeah. on the other outside of the cave, which is going to eat you. You'll never and leave the cave. You will never leave the cave. And so you build yourself at the ultimate mental castle of fortress of safety for you. And you can sit there and feel really superior to everyone else walking around. But the, doubt, the downside of that is you're actually the most terrified one of them all because you won't even leave, mm. right? Like it, to not even be open to the possibility, that's the crazy shit. No exploration. That's no, what it feels like for me. Yeah, sure. N no exploration. And I think that's might might be what you think you're feeling in me that I'm not willing to explore, but it's like, yeah. I'm willing to explore a lot of the things and things that I'm not willing to explore. I feel like I've already explored them and found the answer. And so I'm good, but we could go back if like, you know, if something new shows that I should go back and explore them, I'm happy to go and explore, but I'm like, I'm reasonably confident we're good there. Yeah. <sighs> the 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 right and wrong thing is is huge. Like I I know we're we're doing it. We're doing a little beta test um, with our relationship seminar. Yeah, well, you're going to be dating Taylor for three days. She's a good looking girl, man. Uh, don't sleep next to her. Though. Don't sleep next to her. Nah, I think I might bite that bullet too. Let's uh let's just say hello to all of the people before we keep going. Uh Ruben says you're looking Jono. Uh, sorry, you're looking Jono. You're looking sexy. Awesome. Uh someone says you look like St Stallone in Cobra. Oh, someone called me funny. Yeah. Uh, Jono cool. looks like a blind guy. Wow. Wow. Okay. And that's from a guy who's blind. So no, that's from Damon. <laughs> that's from Damon. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, Dane Barkley, who you've, you know, we've worked with. He does blue blockers. Totally agree, MJ. 
Do you believe the moon affects water tides? Yes. Uh, it's interesting here. So lunacy, uh, they've done studies to show that people are affected by full moons in their sleep. Everything past that, it's like, you know. And what about the menstrual cycle of women around? Oh, around how crazy, dude, that's so crazy. Dude. That the menstrual cycle and the moon's phases are 28 days. That's fucking insane. Somewhat intertwined here. That's, that's why if you go all the way back pre-civilization, we really worshiped fertility. Um, there's a mm -hmm. hypothesis that we didn't know that sex led to babies for a while. And I've seen some evidence that say it's bullshit, but it's a very attractive hypothesis. It's probably not true though. Uh, and the other thing, which I find crazy is that, I don't know if you know this, women's menstrual cycles will sync up. Yes. That, and they sync up to the alpha female. That is the fucking gnarliest. Uh, you lost me there, the alpha female. So let's say you put five women in a group. Uh -huh. They all have their menstrual cycles. Whoever is the leader female of that group they will all move their menstrual cycles so that they all have their menstrual cycle at this. They all wow. ovulate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That all, I'm trying to just not use boy language to describe, right? Like they all start bleeding on the same day. I'm like, no, Matthew, that's not how to do that. Yeah. Uh, that like they all, I think ovulates the word on the yeah. same day and they'll all move to her. Man, what an interesting being. Dude, <laughs> how hectic being a woman, right? <laughs> It's like, yeah, we'll all sync up together. We're just like sitting around playing Xbox and their bodies are like sinking in this deep spiritual way to come together. We're just like all hanging around, jack it off. Oh, oh come God. on, man. Don't just blow it off like that. Oh my God. It's You're so way crazy. more sentimental than that. I've got essential oils, dude. Come on. Oh, I'm, yeah, you're I'm an integrated man. Yeah, you're hectic. Uh, PC over Mac, you're dead to me, MJ. Yes, this is why different psychological therapists will diagnose you that the thing they special in is exactly right. There's the idea that once you have a hammer, everything you see is a nail, right? It's like wow. when you go to a surgeon, a surgeon's going to tell you to opt to get yes. surgery because he's a surgeon. Yes. And again, it's like, yeah, it's so good. I, I had a, a movement coach and he was always very fixated on don't be dogmatic in your approach. Yeah. You but know, then not being dogmatic can become the new dogma. Oh. And, and this is the bit, just, this, it's so hard, right? It's so hard. Damn it. Because then, so like there's a big left-right dichotomy right now in politics and I'll give my very small two cents. It's like the left is very dogmatic and the right's also dogmatic, but the right's like the left is dogmatic. We shouldn't have an ideology. You're too full of ideology. But insisting that people have an ideology can be just become your ideology. It's like you just get trapped in the mm -hmm. same shit, mm. right? And so this is, yeah, this is why we, we try and not assert anything. Right. This is why when you come into our work, there aren't any techniques. There's no beliefs you have to adopt. It's just, hey, here's a bunch of shit. Try it, it'll work. If you don't try it, it won't work. It's up to you. And I, I've deliberately created it that way so that mm. we want to maximize the chances of this not happening. And it may inevitably will. Uh, do I believe in synchronicity? Fuck. Dude, oh. I, I read, I was halfway through Carl Jung's book, Synchronicity. And that was like a bunch of essays, like just culminated in one thing. And I was like, I'm losing it here. So I ended up putting that book down, but yeah. I always wanted to ask you a very similar question. Oh, I have an answer to that. So I don't know, maybe. I have, the answer to that question is going to take like half an hour. <laughs> That's not a question I could answer easily. Who answered that question? Who asked no, that Daniel question? Ross asked that. Oh. <laughs> Like we can, man, I'm already exhausted. 
Oh just, no! Just thinking about love, how long it's going to take. I love when you go short answer yes, long answer no. Yeah. <laughs> Straight. Yeah. Short answer yeah. Short answer probably. Long answer probably. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I love all these resistance that you're dealing with right now. Oh, like, dude, it's just because so, it's like it's. I have to put so many base plates down before we even fucking get to the bit. It's like, I have to talk for 29 minutes about what I'm not saying so that I can say what I want to say. Okay. This could be maybe on another podcast. Oh, I do like I'm it. I'm so exhausted. I'm so triggered even just thinking about having to explain whether or not I believe in synchronicities. It's like if anyone ever asked me whether or not I believe in God, I'm like, not today. Yes, I'm really loving that we're getting some questions happening. Like we're getting yeah, some awesome. interaction. Yeah, it's because um, I'm here. Demetrius friends, let's get this straight. MJ, you are definitely weird. No, Dim, you're normal. Go uh, go look at your car boot. <laughs> oh, snap. What's your views on lucid dreamings? Don't have views. It seems like it's pretty accurate. That sort of thing happens. I've had one lucid dream in my life. Uh, I was on a plane. Uh, first class, had sex with the two air hostesses, jumped out of the plane, uh, and then became Iron Man on the way down, and then I woke up. That was my lucid dream. Dude, for a second there, I thought that you were not talking about actual dreaming that this happened and i was like oh yeah this happened yeah yeah i'm really iron man <laughs> and then you had sex with just two hostesses and i was like yeah what yeah man it's, i just get up to this shit yeah taylor i'm really going out with taylor yeah some people are more drawn to external guidance in order to delve their own internal guidance systems yeah exactly a dedicated <laughs> dim's now triggered a dedicated podcast for this question oh man what the synchronicities that what dan ross is yeah. saying He's, he's not, well, someone's saying it. They're not past that. We've only got 15 minutes left. There's no way I can do that in 15 minutes. Dude, the people want to hear synchronicities. This is oh. cool. <laughs> well, it's, look, there is like a collection of the deepest ideas that I've ever come across. And the answer to synchronicity would be one of the top five because it's such a deep answer. Ha have you read anything on synchronicities? No, no. I know what a... they are. And I, yeah. I probably think that they happen. Don't, Dan, don't, don't apologize. I probably think that they happen, but that's not a flippant, that's built. It's like a lot of layers to get to the point where I'm comfortable to say, yeah, I probably think that they happen. But I also just get like, this comes back to the spirituality bit. I get so nervous talking about spirituality because we're using a tool which is fundamentally built to not allow us to access spiritual things. Right? We're using language. It's like language mm -hmm. by definition pulls us away from experiences more often than not that it pulls us towards them. So like the first line of the Tao is the way that it is, right? The Tao that can be named is not the eternal name. It's like, mm. if you can talk about it, it's not the bit, right? It's so... Just, just to interject here, um, I've heard you talk about when we align ourselves as the hero and we are congruent with all oh, the dude, parts you, you're, What are you doing? You're asking for the answer. No, no, no I'm, not, about to do. I'm not asking for the answer. You're about, to, you're about to add part of the answer in without the context. Okay, I'll shush. Shut up. Okay. Um, when, we, when we do align ourselves as the hero, you've yes. talked about before the universe works towards us. It somehow yes. shifts towards us. Yes. Is this all in the ballpark of synchronicity? It'd all be in the ballpark of that. So Okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's enough. Dan Ross, Dan Ross, we go, we got him, baby. Let's go, Dan. Oh, that's enough. It's go, like, Dan. We've spoken about this before. It's like, okay, we're going to talk about Jesus. I'm not here to baptize anyone. I'm going to get some water. Okay. <laughs> right? It's like, let's just chill the fuck out, right? He's the person who's had the biggest impact on our culture out of any human being that there is, maybe with up there with the person who invented writing, but like, or the people that invented writing. 
But it's crazy that uh, we select it as a religion because there's all these different religions and you can look at the history of religion as how we develop ideas. So we had, you, had, you know, you had many gods then eventually they became one God. And then like, there's all these different ways. The idea that a God sent his son to earth and that son, instead of conquering the world, which is what you would expect the son of a God to do, because he's a fucking son of God, right? He, again, there's just a story here. Don't freak out, think that I'm trying to crucify anyone. Uh, the fact that a God would send his son back to earth to die the death of a slave, that's just like, that should have drive you crazy. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? Do you know what I mean? Like Zeus comes down and fucks women, usually in the shape of a bull or a golden mist. And like, let's just not even go down that <laughs> route. And then his children then rule or become famous warriors or, do you know what I mean? Like Odin has a son who becomes the God of thunder, right? It's like Kronos has a son who becomes Zeus. It's like religions that have existed for hundreds of years, the, the sons of gods don't come down to earth and die the death of a slave and voluntarily be crucified. That doesn't happen, mm. right? They're and normally so glorified. Why, sorry? They're normally glorified. They're normally, beyond glorified, they normally rule or become Hercules or Achilles or like, mm -hmm. they become warriors. It's like, okay, first of all, he became a carpenter. And then second of all, he died the, he died the death of a slave. It's like, we've all, we as a society, as a, the West, the West, Western liberal democracies, we're all, we've all chosen of all of the myths that could be true. We've chosen that one. And that's fucking crazy. That's mm. so crazy. And like, this is so much deeper than whether or not you need to consider Jesus your Christ. That's, that's, we're so not in that conversation. That's so crazy. That's like one of the deepest ideas I've ever heard. The second one, which I got recently, Oh, you're going to love this. Uh, true emptiness, right? If you, if you, as a being, become truly empty, you get so empty that the emptiness within you empties out <laughs> and you become full. Because think about it. True emptiness becomes so empty that it empties itself of its own emptiness and therefore it is full. Where did you get this shit from? I'm um, deep down the Zen rabbit hole at the moment. Holy moly. Can yeah, you it's great, by the way. pull those fucking, it's like a tongue twister. Dude, how, but how hectic is that? It's hectic. It's fucking hectic. So yeah, these are some of the things I do with my spare time. But yeah, at some point you can spring the uh, synchronicity on me and I'm very happy to explain it. I just need to have a deep breath before we do that because it takes a long time. Oh man. There was so much I wanted to talk about tonight. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so much. Well, we've got nine minutes to go. If anyone else has any questions, feel free to write them down. We'd love to, uh, love to answer them. Yeah, we would. It's been great. Um, yeah, here's, here's a great one. Language pulls us away from spirituality deep. It can also be proven ex experientially. Well, here's the thing. Let's, let's use this as a, uh, an example of whether or not something's true. So 
we can't prove that spirituality exists. You can't prove that God exists. You can't prove that, you know, you have a soul. You can't prove these things in terms of science. But let's say that there are other methods of proof rather than just something being scientifically true, right? And the, again, John Peterson talks about this a little bit. It's like, you know, Game of Thrones is true. It didn't happen, but you can watch Game of Thrones and discover things about human beings and the way people interact. It's like Shakespeare. You can learn a lot about life from Shakespeare or from... Uh, What's that really long fucking book about Napoleon and nothing happens in it? War and Peace, right? Don't mm-hmm. read it. It's so long. Um, and I get that that was the point, but still. Like, it, that didn't happen, but you can still learn so much from it, right? You can watch a movie like Iron Man and it can, it didn't happen, but it is true in some other way other than just black and white scientifically true, right? So, okay, well, what if there's other methods of discerning truth rather than just purely scientific truth? Well, let's use psychedelics, for example. We talk about this in our lectures. Psychedelics have been shown under the right conditions with a psychologist, get the right people in there. They're not predisposed to schizophrenia or all these things. You can put people through a psychedelic experience and it can radically transform their life. Quit smoking with 80% success rate, get comfortable with death anxiety. They've got terminal cancer. They have an LSD trip, treatment resistant depression. Like I've seen footage of someone of a... uh, I've seen footage of a veteran from the US military in a MDMA assisted experience before. Uh, and he was actually in his basement working with his misters, by the way. It was crazy. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Like to, when you can see the bit, it's like- Not on YouTube? No, it wasn't on YouTube. It was when I went and uh, saw Bessel, the guy who wrote uh, The Body Keeps the Score, when, oh, I went, okay. when I went to his workshop. He played it? Yeah, he played it. Cause he was talking about all the different methods you can use. Wow. So. Okay, so so psychedelics definitely improve people's lives. Okay, well, then the question is, well, what is it about the psychedelic trip that enables them to improve their life, right? Is it the dose? No, you can have a small dose, you can have a massive dose. That's not the bit. Is it the set and setting? No. Is it the psychologist? No. Do you know what it is? It's whether or not they have a mystical experience. If you take psychedelics, and you have a mystical experience and they even have a scale to define what a mystical experience is. Time disappears. You experience oneness with the world. Your ego dissolves. You feel, you feel like there's connected to something bigger than you. You're connected with unconditional love. They have, like they, they're not fucking around, right? These are very, very smart scientists. Well, then what do you make that mean? That if you put, if you have a deep mystical experience, you will go and improve your life on every metric that you can conceive of and it doesn't come in an addictive way and there's no baggage with it. It's like, well, is that true? Do you know what I mean? It's mm. like- yeah, because whether or not they have had a spiritual experience is dependent on the individual. It's dependent on what they say. Maybe. No, well, no. Well, hang it's on. not dependent on what they say because they, it's like they built, they built, they did this very carefully. They built a scale. So you take a questionnaire and they rank your mystical experience. Right. So if you take your shrooms and nothing happens, you'll fill it out and you uh, won't tick any of the mystical boxes. All right. So you can actually go and find the mystical. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but I actually read the questions because I was like, this again, this is an important part of our work. I wanted to make sure what I was saying was true to come full circle. So I'm like, let me fucking go down this rabbit hole so I can really stand on this and be able to say this comfortably and know that what we're saying is real. Right. So 
Can we prove spirituality? No, but give someone a spiritual experience. And the, the key thing there is experience, mm -hmm. not give someone spiritual dogma, not get someone to read a book. Right? But hang so on, back you, to the language you, can't, thing. you can't give someone a spiritual, spiritual experience. Well, I don't know about that. They have to have the experience themselves. Yes. Great. Sure. Exactly. Yes. They have to have the experience themselves, but it's not, we're not talking about sitting in Bible studies here and reading the Bible and memorizing the like the, the lord's prayer that's not what no, we're saying no this is an experience. we're talking about a felt experience inside your own consciousness of spirituality that happens and your whole life gets better therefore we can at least say having spiritual experiences and again i'm assuming there's a positive spiritual experience in here having a positive spiritual experience radically improves your life it's like well fuck okay what like what now we can't prove that god exists we can't prove spirituality but there's there's definitely something here mm. does that make sense and so it's yeah. like it's complicated and yeah just to go back on the on the questions that they answer after they've taken the psychedelics that's how people have looked at whether or not they had a spiritual experience a mystical experience yes a mystical experience yeah so you take the psychedelic trip and then after the psychedelic trip you debrief with your psychologist and they'll ask you i think it's about 30 or so questions about mm. what did you experience did you feel your ego dissolve did you feel like you were with something bigger than yourself did you feel like time disappeared did mm. you feel that one with the universe did you feel love for nature mm. right there are all these questions but but once they've had that spiritual experience, the psych or them or the psychologist doesn't know what, what's going to happen next. Doesn't know whether they'll quit smoking. Doesn't know whether like, what does the spiritual experience mean after they've had it? Well, that's the bit they go in. So they, they say that they say that it was one of the top five most important experiences in their life. And then they go and make their life better. They quit okay. smoking. They be okay. less anxious. Okay. That, do, you, do you understand what I mean? And at yes. last six months later, they still quit smoking. Ah, so and that's the bit. The key here is that they actually start to become the hero in their own life. Exactly. Yes. They become more of the hero in their own life. That's how we would interpret that. God, well, hang on a second. Could you have a, a spiritual experience and go the other way? Potentially. And that, that, that comes back to what do you think exists in the spiritual realm? Is the spiritual realm purely unconditional love or are there other forces in the spiritual realm? Yeah, because I, I, I could see how you could have a spiritual experience and be tortured by it. Because people have been tortured yes. by uh, psychedelics. Yes, oh, 100%. And then again, this is why it comes back to set and setting, right? So yeah. you're creating safety. There's a psychologist there. And, and in my interpretation of all of this, people having negative trips, that's just, okay, so take people who have psych, uh, schizophrenia or like like take people who are like, let's let's take... I don't even know what to language those people, but let's just take people who are predisposed to schizophrenia and all that's like, let's take that off the table. Let's just be with the rest of the population. It's like, I've taken my body weight and drugs of all the different types. I've been down the rabbit hole, all of them, not all of them, but I've been down enough to know what's down there. People freak out because of what is going on in their head. Their yeah. own insecurities, their yes. own fear right. of darkness inside their own mind, their own unwillingness. And to let go. the biggest thing, exactly. The biggest thing that causes people to freak out at a trip is that they freak out that they're freaking out, right? Like, uh, I mean, mom and dad, it's already too late, but uh, I would, uh, 
one, the closest I ever came to freaking out, I'd been awake for 60 hours. Uh, I'd been to a two day festival uh, in London and I was walking, I was actually riding a bike back from the drum and bass nightclub at about four or 5 a.m. in the morning back to our house. Been awake a long time. Like, this, is, this is when I convinced myself I was a Dalai Lama, same night. It was, <laughs> it was hectic, right? Uh, riding my bike back to, back, to, uh, back to my apartment and every car that drove past was playing Kanye West really loudly. I was like, this is awesome. I was like, I was like, this is great. And then I realized, oh, Kanye, what song? Like power, uh, you know, uh, N-word in Paris. Do you know what I mean? Like just the the best. And I'm riding my bike and uh, and I'm like, oh, this is so cool. That like, how cool is this? And then I saw one car go past and the windows were up. And I'm like, oh, oh shit. I'm, I'm hallucinating all of this. Not the bike ride. I was on the bike, but I'm hallucinating all these sounds. And then I started flipping out because oh. I've never hallucinated sounds before, only ever visually. Right. And then I flipped out for about three minutes. Oh, I, and just I was like, oh, goosebumps. Ugh. Just stressing. I'm like, oh, maybe I've had, maybe I've finally bitten off more than I can chew. And then I was just like, oh, if I'm creating this, that means I can control it. And then I just turned it on and just listened to Kanye for the rest of my ride home. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, that's the bit. That's the whole bit. It's like when you're down the rabbit hole, you're just seeing yourself. It's 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 like when you have those dreams and you wake up, but you're still having the dream. And you're like, let's go back to the dream. And then you close your eyes yes. and you're, you're trying to find your way back. And you get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony Stark. So yeah. Uh, do I believe in the law of attraction? No. Really? No. Oh, this is, it's like synchronicities. Dude. Do I believe in the law of attraction in the way that it's currently advertised? No. Do I believe in synchronicities? I can get on that bus. I can get on the synchronicities bus. I can get on the law. I can get on the law of attraction plus massive action and commitment and spiritual integrity bus. Okay, but just cool. the law of attraction. Just sit at home and think positive thoughts and good shit's going to happen. I don't know about that. And a manifestation, actually. Uh, like, no, well, hold on a second. It's let's like just stick to synchronicities because all this other stuff. It's there's so much other things attached. There let's is a lot of things attached. Let's to stick that. to synchronicities. I'm very happy to have a conversation about that. The rest of this, there's. My answer is going to be no. You could use lots of other words, you know, yeah, manifestation. But, but, but this is why we don't use ego, right? Because ego yeah. comes with so much other shit attached. That's why we're very careful with the words. So we know what we're talking about. Um, I'm happy to have a conversation about synchronicities. The rest of it, it, the short answer is going to be no. Long answers might be different, but there's just so much legwork getting through all the fucking woo-woo that anti-vaxxers have put on things to justify why they should like not shave their armpits and smell like fucking grass. It's like, Hey man, don't, don't disrespect, man. Don't disrespect. I, I'm pretty comfortable disrespecting those people. Whoa! You'd... I'll take, I, I, take as that. a joke. As take spiritually, that. I don't. I, take I, that. Take that. I love everyone, but yeah. Take that back, man. I'm not taking that back. I ride till I die. Uh, cool. I remember I was, with a, I was I was with a girl once, and uh, and and she. What was she, that like? It was it was weird. Yeah, it must have been super weird. <laughs> I was I'm still freaking out, bro. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I still haven't recovered that I have a fiance. I'm like, oh, this is weird. And yeah. and she'd put her hand over her head, and I just saw like a lots of hair, and I was like, oh wow, and like it felt was just felt like weird about it. Why are you judging, man? Women shouldn't have to shave their body hair. And I'm not saying any of this. You what, can are do, you are you a woman hater? You can do what you want. What, do you think women should have oppressive beauty standards? You can do what you want. It mm, just, doesn't sound like you can do what you want. Sounds like you're going to judge people. Just made me feel a little bit off. <laughs> That's it. Just so <laughs> you know, when, we're, when we get rich and famous, 
someone's going to pull this clip of you saying this right now and use this to say you hate women. They're going to edit this part out. That's so sad. That they're going to edit part this. Oh, now, oh, dude, now you're making it worse. Now that person's going to see you judging them in the future, and now they're going to get even more triggered. Okay, and I can't even say I love women because they'll chop that out. They won't. Exactly. Let's let's finish this podcast with that. We both hate women. There we go. (laughs) It's done. It's done. Yeah, it's out there. Yeah. Back to me. We couldn't find two people who love women more than you and me. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Far out, man. I like girls so much. All right. This has been awesome. What a trip. Any more else? Any more? <laughs> Anti-vaxxer comment is an entirely new rabbit hole. It's like, yep. So many places to go. All right, dude, we got to go. We've got to call in five minutes. Uh, okay. What? I thought it was 8.20. Oh, well, we've got to call in yeah. 16 minutes. Yeah, okay. All right. End it, man. End it. All right, guys. It's been absolutely awesome. Thank you so much for the... Uh, thank you so much for the watches. You know, 25 yeah. to 35 of you. It was awesome to hang out with you guys. Um, if you're listening back to the audio of this, by all means, please come and hang out with us. Um, it is a lot of fun. Thank you for the questions. Shout out to all of you who were, uh, you know, on this journey with us. It was uh, it was awesome to see you guys. Adios, team. Peace.